good morning. Can you hear me okay? It's an incredible privilege uh, for Kathy and I to be here. So, amazing. We have Joshua with us, our youngest son. He's full-time on staff in the church in Doha. We have known Dan and Starla for many years, maybe 12, 13 years or so. It's incredible. Can I move? No problem. I just uh, <laughs> find the spot. Father, we thank you this morning. Would you, by your spirit, come and impart that which you want to impart, Holy Spirit. Not anything from me, anything from me would not take root, Lord, but that which is of you, would that take root in fertile soil, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would change lives and that we would let you because that's what you want to do. So we let you change us today in Jesus' name. Amen. It's an incredible privilege to be here. I just want to say before I start, I am invited to speak. I am under the authority of the elders of the church. So anything that I say, elders, that's not in line with the doctrine and theology of this church, then you must call me out. It's important. <laughs> Second thing, I haven't got a watch on. So someone's going to tell me when 30 minutes is up, then I'll start to wind down. Okay, but just tell me, okay. So then I'll, I can honor the, the contract, the time contract, because we can do business with God. It's a great privilege to be here. So this morning, amazing worship. And John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And then that moved into a time of freedom. God wants to bring freedom. So I just checked with uh, Dan and Starla. Can I, I want to change my message. I feel to change my message. Is it okay to talk around this? And they said, yes, that's fine. So I want to talk around that passage of scripture, John 8, 36. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And as Christians, we sing this, and it's so beautiful, and it's absolutely so true. We walk in this, it's absolutely true, and it's beautiful, and it's exactly what Jesus Christ wants for you and for I. But I want to read the, the parenthesis around that passage, and it'll give us perspective how the Son sets you free, and sets you free indeed. So can I do that this morning, Dan? Is that okay? Okay, so let's read John 8, 31 and 32. Sorry, John 8, 31 to 36. John 8, 31 to 36. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm reading from the ESV. So Jesus said, John 8, 31. So Jesus said to the Jews... Believe in, who believed in him. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. 
If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say you become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is, is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. 836, so if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. But the proviso to that is this, John 8:31. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we need, you and I, need to know the truth, and it's walking in that truth that will set us free. It's the word and the spirit, the word of God working with God, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit working with the word of God as we walk in truth that will set us free. And then, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. But there's a proviso to being set free indeed, and that is to walk in the truth to abide in the word, and that is a sign of being a disciple of Jesus. Everything that you and I do, from the moment we are saved, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The moment we get saved, we start this journey of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, and that process is discipleship. So it's really important that we understand this. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, Jesus said. You are truly my disciples, Jesus said, if we abide in his word. And then, when we abide in the word, we will come to know the truth. And that truth of God's word, Yahweh, God, Yahweh. We might talk a moment about that a little later if we have time. But Yahweh, God, Jehovah. We will start to understand God and his ways through his word. And then with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, in conjunction with the truth, boof, we become free. Indeed, Christ sets us free. Ministry of the Spirit. We have to have the word in our heart to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. So often in churches, in Kathy, in my limited experience of what we do, we see so much of the word or so much of the spirit in different churches, but we need both. My disciple abide, live in the word of God. To abide in Jesus' word means to continue believing what Jesus has said and walking in obedience to him. So we believe what is said and we walk in obedience to it. We believe what is said and we walk in obedience to it. We believe what is said, we believe what is written and walk in obedience to it. We believe what is written and walk in obedience to it. So to believe what is written means that you and I, and I'm talking to myself first, I and you, excuse the grammar, we have to read the word. If I abide in the word, it means I live in it, dwell in it, I, 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 I camp in it, I, 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 oh, I eat it, 
I consume it. It becomes... I don't want to take my shirt off. Dan was, said he was meeting me at the airport last night, at the airport last night in his Speedos. <laughs> so I don't want to... But we've got to, get the, we've got to get the word right next to us, in us. It's got to be our gospel. But not just the gospel. That's, of course, everything is the gospel. The whole Bible is about the gospel. But everything about the word of God we've got to get in us including the gospel. And that's a lifelong process. So don't be daunted by, oh, it's too much. Look at, I don't understand it. That's why we have Bible studies. That's why we have reading plans. That's why we come to church. One of the reasons we come to church is to sit under the word of God so we can start to understand it. But we need to abide in the word. Only one way to know the truth and that's the truth that sets us free is to obey the word, live and obey the word. It says in 1 John, you don't need to go there, Angela, 1 John 2 and verse 5, but whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him, but whoever keeps his word, whoever keeps his word, God's word, Yahweh's word to us. Story from Adam and Eve through. It's not through to us today. It's not a, a history of the whole of the cosmos and the universe. It's not a manual of science. It's, it's God's story to us, how we live on earth. And it's the most important book on earth. And we're to abide in it. I'll read it again, 1 John 2, 5. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. How do we want God to love us? How is God's love perfected in us? By keeping his word. And we need the spirit of God with the word of God. We need to be intimate. We need times of intimacy with Jesus. So our whole day needs to change. My whole day needs to change. So... Please know, when I'm standing up here, I haven't got all the answers. I haven't got it right. <clears throat> I've got my family here that bear witness to that. But my earnest desire is to get it right, to rearrange my whole day, every day, around being intimate with Jesus and getting the Word of God into me so that the Spirit of God has got something to work with. So the very foundations of our life are right. And then God can build through us and in us. And the foundation is the word. And through the word, God's love is perfected in us. You cannot build a house unless the foundations are right. And to get the foundations right, you've got to read the plan. That's why we have architects and engineers, etc. Very important. And then the rest can happen. It's the word. The truth will set us free. Protection. In the word, in hearing the word. John 10, 3 and 4. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. How are we going to know his voice? How am I going to know his voice unless I'm intimate with a shepherd? And how do I get intimate with the shepherd? By spending time with him, but by understanding 
what the truth says, and then that will set us free. The importance of abiding in the Word of God. How many minutes have gone, Dan? Okay. The importance of abiding in the Word of God. The importance of abiding in the Word of God. Father, I pray, mighty God, Yahweh, Yahweh, mighty God, I pray that you would impart into us an understanding of the importance of the Word of God in abiding in the Word of God. I pray now, where we're sitting and standing, you would impart that into us, the Word of God, abiding in your Word. Would you do that, Lord God, by your Spirit? God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit himself, impart into us. I pray. Jesus says, the sheep hear his voice. Jesus says the sheep know his voice and the people who truly belong to God listen and obey his voice. It stops us as a church and it stops us as individuals getting into deception and into error. But we can't just rely upon the leaders and the elders to feed us. If we are sheep, we will go and eat. Where I have my study is overlooks an olive grove. And twice a day, a shepherd comes through, once in the morning, once in the evening. The shepherd comes through with a mix of sheep and goats. And the shepherd shows them where to go. He calls them and he kind of knows each one by name and they follow him. But on that way through, as a shepherd's following him, the sheep and the goats is a mixture they stop at every olive tree and every new green shoot of grass and everything. And they even climb up on their hind legs into the olive tree, picking the bud, olive buds off. They're feeding for themselves. And then the shepherd leads them through across the road and wherever they go for water and so on and so forth. As sheep, we have to feed ourselves with the word of God and the truth of God. And that truth sets us free. This word to us, let's read it so we remind ourselves what we're talking about. John 8, 31, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Then verse 36, so if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. We're talking about abiding in the word of God. Now what I've just spoken about now is the Logos word, God's word to us, God's written word to us, God's instructions to us through the Bible to man, inspired by God the Holy Spirit. God's instruction manual to you and I. Unique for you and I. To anybody else that's not born again believer, it is an interesting book at best and a paperweight at worst or, or in the bin. It means nothing to many people. But to you and I that are born again, it is our manual. It is God's written word to us and we're to abide in that. But it gets much better or more interesting or more profound maybe I should say because not only do we live off the Logos word, God's written word to us, 
but we live off the rhema, God's spoken word to us. Matthew 4.4, please, Angela, if you could put that up, I'd be very grateful. Matthew 4.4, again, Jesus, but he answered, well, wait till it goes up. Thanks, Angela. I put her on the spot because she had a load of scriptures that I was going to speak, and then I felt as Dan was leading worship, maybe it's better to do this, so Angela's moving on the, on the run. Thank you, Angela. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. <laughs> but he answered. But he answered. And he's speaking to us today through the Spirit of God. But he answered, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we, you and I, we do not live by our bread alone or whatever we eat. We don't live by that alone. We need water and drink and so forth. Well, of course, we need food. We need bread. But we do not live by that alone. We do not live by that alone. We are so caught up in the world and have to guard myself that I get caught up in consumerism and eatingism and drinkingism and buyingism and thingsisms to feed me. God of consumerism and so forth and so on. And we're all subject to that. But we do not live by bread alone. But we live, I'm adding that, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And what is that word there? Rhema. The spoken word. So we read the manual, we abide, we live, we eat the manual, it's in us. We fall in love with the manual, the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. We understand the stories, or beginning to, we understand this, what Jesus is saying, how we ought to live. But then, the cherry on top, the reality is we live by every word that God speaks to us on a day-to-day basis. We need bread every day to live. We can survive a few days without bread. We can survive a couple of days without water, but then we will die. It's exactly the same in our walk with Jesus. We need the word of God, spoken by God to us to live and to thrive. Every word, every day. God, what are you saying to me today? God, I do this life without you. God, I am, I cannot go on. I don't know what to do next, God. God, help. God speaks. As we abide, as we spend time, as we're intimate, God speaks to us. The truth shall set us free. We are to live on every word that proceeds, continues to proceed out of the mouth of God. That's what I live on. Living words uttered personally from God to you and I. Something specific and personal and individual, that which we're to do today. Hearing God speak, it can be, of course, you can hear a kind of, a, you could hear an audible voice, you get something in your spirit. It can be often, and this is a, a great way, as we know, many of you know this, you're reading and suddenly a passage of scripture just completely stands out to you. And you know that God is saying something. And sometimes I carry on reading and I stop and think, hang on a minute, David, what are you doing? Go back. 
And this scripture, it's like neon blinding me. Hang on, God, you're saying something. But we have to train ourselves to hear the shepherd's voice. Not just rush in and out and I'm busy. And I understand that. Because I'm task orientated. Rest. What is God saying? What would I live on? Something deeply personal. For example, recently, uh, I felt God say from, I won't give the scripture for the sake of time, but I will build you a house. And so we're under the, a process now. This is an example of a, a rainbow. God's speaking directly. It's quite a big thing, I guess, but just as illustration, I will build you a house. So we're in the process of building a house. So God said, I will build you a house. God, just hang on to that. I'm going to use it as an illustration in a moment. Abiding in the Word. God's studying the Word. God's rhema word to us, instructions, comments, love, personal word to you and I. Then, Romans 10, 17. Please, Angela. Romans 10, 17. Thank you so much. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God, through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Can we say that together, please? Do you mind? I'm not trying to teach you like, but it's just... So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Again, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So what is that word? Rhema in the Greek. So faith comes from hearing. We've got to listen to the, the voice of the shepherd. We've got to be listening out and hearing through the word of God. So faith comes when God speaks something to us, a rhema word to us, and then when God says something, we've got faith for it. If you don't worry if you haven't got faith for something, children's school fees or whatever it might be, sit and be intimate with Jesus and wait for him to speak on a certain thing. Then you have faith for it and you can go. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, and honestly, please don't misunderstand me about building a house. I'm honestly not trying to boast. It's just as purely an illustration. And we're in up to our eyeballs in a language, building a house in a country where we don't speak the language, they don't speak our language. There's no building codes, really. Everything is done with cigarettes and whiskey and all this type of thing. You've got to avoid all of that to get things sorted out. But God said, I will build you a house. We don't have enough money. But faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. I rhyme a word, I will build, got faith, okay God, then please build a house. Do you understand? And it's whatever you're going through, we need to be hearing. 
The truth sets us free. The truth sets us free. So how do we develop faith? Don't worry. I've confused me for years. I just don't have enough faith. When we, the church started in Doha, it wasn't a plant. It just started around us. We then called it a plant because that's what everybody said you've got to call it. But it just happened. God just did it. I didn't need to have faith. We just had to hang on those days like a flag in a gale as God was building it. But then God has, over the years, been teaching me about faith. And it is so straightforward. It is not simple because in, inside of each of us is internal conflict all the time against the rational and the irrational of the supernatural. But as we walk in the truth of the word, Logos and Rhema, the sun sets us free. And we're free indeed. And then when we're free and walking and growing in freedom, we do the most outrageous things for the kingdom. It just doesn't matter. And God says, go and speak to that man. Go and speak to that woman. Go and buy that person or something. Just go and do it. Rhema, faith, you go. Go and tell this man about Jesus. Go and plant a church. Read. I'm not, I'm not angry. Is that okay? I'm not coming. I'm not. Okay. I mean, people are. I, 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 I wear glasses, but when I, to see distance, but when I preach, I take them off so I can't see your faces. <laughs> so I don't know if you are. <laughs> people are. Hee. <laughs> How many minutes to, to go? Perfect. So, I mustn't waste time, hey? I'm thinking. The word. So, we, we all want to, and I know... I know that I do, and I know that my wife does, and I know we have another, we have two amazing sons. Josh is here, and we have another son, Matthew, in Cyprus. Josh is 29 next birthday. Matthew's going to be 32 next birthday. 10, 12 years ago, Matthew had a really bad accident. He fell from Dubai into Amman and nearly died. Starla, down there, the story, he's still in recovery. He's surpassed medical expectations and so forth. But... We're still trusting God for healing. Kathy, she may share tomorrow, had cancer, breast cancer a few years ago. I had a heart attack preaching in Mongolia, goodness knows how many years ago now. We, we're, we are a work in progress. Do you understand? I mean, when I'm not standing up here saying I've got it, I'm saying up here to some degree we've lived it. And, and, uh, but listen, you see, we need to walk in healing. So what is, we need to live healed. So where are you today, sir, madam? Where are you today in, in that, your family? Please, listen. Exodus, Angela, Exodus 15, 26. Thank you, Angela. Really appreciate it. Exodus 15, 26. And we're talking about 
abiding in the word. We're talking about abiding the word, getting the word inside us, and then abiding in the word, sitting in intimacy with Jesus, allowing the word to speak to us, the Logos word, the rain word, allowing for uh, God to speak and, and walking in obedience, not only hearing the word, but be doers of the word. So walking to obedience, not only in action, but in thought, and not only in deed, but in, in, in what everything we think and, and our moral values and system. And, and it's not rules, it's so that we can be set free. So we don't sit up all night watching television and the wrong things and then come to church the next day, expect to be free when our head's so full of stuff that we can't receive anything. So, so everything, morals, uh, how to live, generosity, tithing, offering, everything for life is written in here. And the elders and teachers help us to realize that. So we can hear the word and become, do the word. And the process of discipleship, sanctification, every day becoming more like Jesus. So we can continue the ministry of Jesus on earth so the nations can hear the gospel and then Jesus can come back. It's just so simple. And it's you and I that do that. But it starts with abiding and living in the word of God. And, and, and of course, being saved. But now listen, please. Now listen, please, please listen. to Not to me, but to God. Please! Listen to God. Listen to God. David, listen to God. Saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God. If, if, if. And do which is right in his eyes. And give ear to his commandments. And, make all, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord your healer. I'm not trying to mix grace and law. That's why the elders can correct me because I'm under their authority. I'm not mixing grace and law. I'm telling you the truth of the way, understanding of God, Yahweh. Many believers say they're believers, but actually haven't surrendered and submitted to the lordship of Yahweh, of God. Because the gospel hasn't been presented to them. We live a life of submission. Believe in our heart, confess with the mouth that Jesus is our Lord, Master. I will put none of the diseases on you, for I am the Lord your God. If you will diligently listen. You and I need to be diligent in our walk. There is no time for wishy-washy. I don't know if you say it here, but in Doha, Arabic, English, kalliwalli. Never mind Christianity. And kulo kalliwalli. Everything, never mind Christianity. We'll have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and do this and just this kind of smorgasbord. And No. If we will diligently listen. If we will radically abide in the word. Not become crazy, but Radical. The word says this, I'm going to do it. The elders preach this, I'm going to do that. It's going to cost me something. I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. It's going to mean things. I'm going to have to sacrifice to do that. Maybe I can't play squash, or maybe I can't do this, or maybe I can't go on this holiday because I've got to put, God's compelling me to give more money. Whatever it is, I've got to get up earlier to pray. I've got to read. I've got to actually stick to some kind of thing to help me read the Bible. Whatever. Diligently. Listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments. Give ear. 
listen to his commandments. And then one last scripture and I'm done. Proverbs 4, please, Angela. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Beautiful. So when we read my son, we know that means my son and my daughter. My son, my daughter, be attentive to my words. Be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to their flesh. Let them not escape. Incline, be attentive. If we're attentive, we listen. We listen to what God is saying. We don't just read, we listen. We train ourselves to listen to when we read the word. Listen for the rhema. Attention. Focus. There's no shortcuts. Trust me. I've been saved since 1984. I've tried every shortcut there is to find a fast track to being with God and walking in God's blessing. There is no shortcuts. The road is narrow and rocky. Grace, yes, but no shortcuts. Be attentive to my words. Incline your ear. You've got to bend your head to listen. You've got to surrender. Not, not me, God. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Complete change. What's it? Okay. What is it? What was that, Kath? Okay, thank you. I'm up. Keep them within your heart. For they are life. Freedom! To those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Word. Spirit, obedience, walking in that obedience. Come what may, because Christ is my Lord. Christ is your Lord. If you have confessed Jesus as a Lord and Savior, Amen. Kind of five minutes just to cover one thing. Is that okay? Okay. Is that okay? Can you can you stand five more minutes? Okay. Because this is about freedom as well. This is really something that I've gone through recently. Talking about abiding in the Word and living in the Word. So this is the testimony. In effect, last year we were extraordinarily busy. Uh, um, extraordinarily busy and we went on holiday uh, to the UK and I thought I'd walk and I'd do things and, and actually I sat for two weeks doing nothing I was 
and I felt I was getting accused by the enemy, attacked by the enemy, lust, uh, depression. Um, just at least those things is more, but for the sake of time, let's leave it like that. I can't think of others, but just I was having a tough time. So if there's anybody here today, and I know Dan mentioned this in the worship, brilliant. Let me tell you, please, the way out today, right, right now, if faith, talking about the sun setting us free. And just two scriptures, please, Angela. Isaiah 61, verse 3, please. Thank you, Angela, very much. Isaiah 61, verse 3. Okay, so to grant those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. Okay, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that they may be glorified. But a garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. Now, that faint spirit, heaviness, depression, Oppression, depression, depression, oppression, or anything else, actually. I mean, I, I'm not adding to the Bible, but you could take a faint spirit out and put spirit of lust, spirit of pornography, spirit of nicotine, spirit of masturbation. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but just things that you or I might be troubling us. something instead of a faint spirit okay in this context praise absolutely but then this is what I want to say could you please turn to Joel chapter 2 and verse 32 Joel chapter 2 and verse 32 okay and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know that's quoted a couple of times in the New Testament about salvation. But please listen. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, that's Yahweh, on the name of God, of name of the Lord God, Yahweh God, God Almighty, that everyone or anyone, anyone who's saved who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved now that you can say saved as they've used in the new testament but shall be rescued set free delivered if you call on the name of yahweh call on the name of the lord you shall be delivered so in my case i called on the name of the lord for God, deliver me from demon of depression. Deliver me from uh, whatever else there wa was, demon of lust. And I was praying and it was like, gone. Call upon God, Yahweh. See, this is the truth 
of the word of God and the truth will set you free. So there's many other ways you can be laying on your hands, prayed for, deliverance, absolutely. But I promise you, if you call on the name of the Lord, like a sheep reaching up into the olive tree to get something, if you reach out to God to get something, and you call on the name of the Lord, he will set you free. Okay, Kathy's looking at me, I've got to stop. Amen. So, I'm asking, putting my glasses on, I'm done. So I'm asking you, please. It starts with you and it starts with me. We take responsibility. If we say we're a disciple of Christ, we need to be a disciple of Christ. Amen.